This week on Inside Motorsport, we take a look at the Super Night 300 at Sydney Motorsport Park. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, a huge crowd of around 21,000 people greeted the supercar field as they lined up for their first night race in 21 years. Sydney Motorsport Park played the host and the event drew more fans than the two NRL matches that were on in Sydney at the same time. The winner was eventually Shane van Gisbergen and he spoke about how a different strategy paid dividends for the Red Bull Holden Racing team. After a big thanks to the team, I think we played a bit of a different game this weekend um, with not putting our best foot forward in terms of tyres, so we sort of sacrificed qualifying a little bit. and. But yeah, didn't hurt us too bad in the end. And then at the end of the race, we both had a new set of tyres. So worked out quite well. Um, but yeah, I think as a series, it's pretty awesome. Hopefully we put on a pretty good show. Um, but there's a lot to improve on. The lighting, probably simply not good enough, but it was adequate enough. Um, but yeah, I think hopefully we put on a good show for everyone and the safety car turned turn the race alive. Jamie Wincup also on that strategy was stacked in the pits but it didn't seem to stop him from making his way to second place. No, we knew he had enough gap to, to force. So we're in a, a very uh, good situation where there was enough gap, we weren't going to lose a spot. So uh, that, that's why we just run the risk and just kept uh, kept trucking on out there. If um, if we we're going to lose a couple of spots, we would have pitted, we would have pitted with these guys four laps earlier. Scott McLaughlin came home in third position. He was looking pretty until a late race safety car saw the field bunch up and new tyres on the Red Bull Holden Racing Team cars brought into effect in the final stages of the race. I guess we probably, um, you know, just got caught out a little bit there um, with the safety car. I tried my best. To, I wasn't going to die trying uh, holding Shane and Jamie back. Um, so hopefully it was a good show for the fans. I'm sure it was from my seat. It was pretty full on at times, but um, all fair, all hard racing, no favours, and just uh, really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, just like yeah, I guess I felt like we had a really good car today, if not the best. I was really controlling the pace at the start and and even in the middle there, and then come out in front of Craig, and we we're like, yeah, okay, this is okay, and then I saw Todd go off at the end of the straight, and that was pretty full on. So I'm glad he's all right, but um, yeah, it is what it is. The Supercar Series moves on to Tail and Bend for the first time. The series will have two races in South Australia for a very long time and the brand new Tail and Bend circuit proves to be a real challenge for everyone concerned. We also spoke to two of the leading team owners about the event at night. Here's what, firstly, the victorious team owner, Roland Dane, had to say. Well, I mean, it's, it, it, the only difference is that it's all the points are on one race here rather than being spread across two or even four at uh, the Grand Prix. So, um, yeah, so you can't afford to have a slip-up. <laughs> um, you've got to put your best foot forward. But at the end of the day, uh, there were four... Uh, there were four cars in that race, um, R3 and Scotty, uh, and nobody else was really in the game. And uh, so that was, yeah, it's good, and it's good that we're having that fight uh, with him and the Penske crew. Uh, we can't afford to make mistakes, and neither can they. And the fact is that they um, they didn't get it right today, and sometimes they will. 
for a, a race like this at 300Ks, is the three CPSs the right move, do you think? Uh, to be honest, it probably it could have could have been done with only two uh, two CPSs, but um, or even saying, you know, do we need any CPSs? Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at it hard enough. But um, the three CPSs certainly made sure that there were tyres going on the cars. There were plenty of pit stops, plenty of action, plenty of colour. Um, cars coming back on different strategies and everything, etc. And it meant probably people pushed a bit harder. If there had only been two, then people would have tried to make the tyres, cars last longer. They would have potted around, you know, two or three or four seconds off the pace. So it, it, it probably was the right uh, was the right decision. Yeah. Stepping out of your garage and looking at the wider picture, your gut feel, because I know it's a lot more than uh, just a initial set of matrices and initial set of numbers but what's your gut feel on this event yeah i think it's good it's different something else uh you know it's under lights had a vibe to it which was good uh, people uh people came to the event it looked as though to me the, the crowd was the biggest in my time in australia it's now almost 15 years um so and it felt good it's something that we haven't really felt a great vibe at City Motorsport Park for years, and um, so that was that's that's really satisfying to see. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think there's room for three or four Saturday night races during the during the year of this time. Would you like to see the program condensed further? What do you mean? As in, we had the practice on Friday night, and then the race. Would you like to see it go to the I the idea that was mooted about just having one one day at the track? No, that's I mean that's poppycock. Um, you, you need to practice in the conditions you're going to race in. You need and to to do anything else is unsafe. You've got to check the lighting. You've got to check everyone un, yeah, has a, a a good vision of what they're doing. You can't assume that every driver has raced there before or in the dark, etc. It's nonsense to. To, to try and push that that angle, that would just be unprofessional, um, and to be honest, probably dangerous. What matrix would you be looking at, or what combination would you be looking at to work out whether it would be viable to take a model like this elsewhere? You mean to other tracks? Mm. Um, no, we, we we need to. At the end of the day, uh, we just need to um, uh, to follow our instincts and whether it's going to work at um, some tracks and for me this this event at Queensland Raceway for instance probably probably worked well uh, reasonably easy to light I suspect um, and uh, you know if you had a um, you couldn't race in the summer in the daytime there but you could in the evening um, etc because the winter it drops off temperature drops off so much yeah I mean even even this time time of year at, uh, at Queensland Raceway uh, it might be even colder than this and so out there but uh, but in, in the summer months it'd be fantastic and you see how many people go and watch the speedway there on a, on a Saturday night um, so they always get a good audience there for, for their you know, dog and pony show really so um, I think there's uh, I think there's plenty of scope and there could be one or two other places as well this year we have seen a bunch of firsts we've seen the points race as you mentioned at at uh, Grand Prix, we're going to go to Tail and Bend for the first time. Do you think this year is a, is a big leap forward for the series? I don't know if it's a big leap forward. It's good to, it helps keep things fresh to have some new stuff going on. And we have had a few new things going on this year. And um, I'm looking forward to Tail and Bend next time, next time out and, um, and hopefully 
you know, having a, having two races in South Australia with um, probably the most passionate fans in the country is, can only be a positive. Ryan's story also was positive about the event. The event's fantastic. I mean, the atmosphere, the crowd, it, uh, it, it really, uh, it really uh, paid dividends and, and showed what, what we're capable of as a sport when we, when we think outside the square and, uh, and continue to innovate and adapt. And uh, I think that all the guys at Supercars have done a tremendous job, Nathan Prendergast in particular, in, in putting on quite a spectacle and quite a show tonight. Unfortunately, was, we, we, we didn't have enough to get it done, and uh, that's... Uh, that's a shame. I think we had the car to do it, uh, so that's uh, it's one that uh, one that got away. But uh, we made a rod for our own back in many respects. The safety car timing didn't help. We went really aggressive with strategy. It's just a shame. Rubbing is racing. I think uh, when you've got a guy like Van Gis who's got more mongrel in him than just about anyone in pit lane behind, you sort of expect that when he's got a quicker car that he's going to be pushing and coming at coming at you pretty hard. So you expect that. You grin and bear it and do the best you can to defend and and uh, it is what it is. Do you sit down sometime next week or in the week to come and watch it on TV to see what from the outside you might want to change for next year? I watch it tonight. I usually watch every event the night of the night of. Uh, I won't I won't say what VPN service I use, but uh, let's just say that it gives <laughs> anyway. It, it, we're, we're, we're fairly vigilant on reviewing these things. I think we, we've got a pretty good idea internally of you know the, the benefits of 2020 hindsight of what we would have done differently just to give Scott a fighting chance. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it, it's 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 not 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 to say it was lost at the pit wall, but but it was as, about as close as that as you could you could get. Can you watch it again and not be watching it as a data engineer and an engineer and watch it as a fan, or you, you can't switch off? Oh, I think you always have to be conscious of what the spectacle is. I mean, Newcastle last year is a great example of that. It was a, a pretty tough day for everyone at Shell V-Power Racing, but when you when you sort of look at it from a from an arm's distance, it was a hell of a day for supercars. And uh, I think that sometimes you do have to have that uh, you have to have to have that disconnect, and that's part of the part of the reality of all of the team owners being shareholders in supercars the uh, the, the, the company you, you have to have that bigger picture view of things sometimes as as difficult as that may be given the circumstances that you were uh, supposed to fronted with well we uh, wish you all the best for the uh, preparation for what it will be a, a very big next outing and back-to-back big outings isn't it with tail and bend it's going to be interesting. It's a hell of a circuit, and uh, you know, full marks to the Shahin family for making that investment. So, looking forward to heading back home to South Australia and uh, enjoying that one. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.